What's up, friends? Right at the top, I'm going to tell you about Studio Headphones, S-U-D-I-O. Um, somebody from Studio contacted us and said, hey, can we send you a pair of headphones? And you just meant talk about them a couple times. And so we said yes. And as part of this arrangement, they gave us a promo code to pass on to you, our faithful listeners. Uh, the promo code is BROS, B-R-O-S. And that's good for 15% off any purchase you make at studio.com. I'm using the Regent model of their headphones, their premium on-ear model. And they are insanely comfortable. Sound quality is good. I have not tested the battery life on the Bluetooth feature, but they claim 24 plus hours of active battery life and 20 days of standby life. And they have many different models of Bluetooth and wired headphones. So from what I can tell looking into these guys, they're a Swedish company that wants to make inroads in the American market and they're bridging the gap between technology and style and doing both of those things well. Check them out, sudio.com. And during checkout, use the promo code BROS to get 15% off any purchase. All right, let's get to the show. Cool. That was the wrong, I just hit a button. I was trying to hit that, we'll edit that out. <laughs> Scott's trying not to laugh. Uh, who, who Scott that? just popped a stitch. <laughs> It's been a while. It, it, since it's, what? Since we recorded. It's been a few... Two weeks? Yeah, it's, I mean, I know we had some stuff in the hopper, but some interviews. But it's been a while since we got together and did a little powwow. And because of that, I had to argue with other people around the planet. Yeah? Whoa, I'm hot. Like whom? A mutual friend. What'd you guys argue about? Well, I think we were arguing about two <laughs> separate things. One, I don't trust the media or the but government. Hates you. And <laughs> did he accidentally hit that? God hates you. <laughs> God hates you. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to push through this. Scott, would you pray with me? <laughs> you really, go ahead. You, no, don't, you don't trust the government? It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't trust the government. We not the government. I'm sorry, not the government. The media. You said the media. The media and the, that was a Freudian slip, though. Media slash government. Mm. One and the same. But I will say, the person that I was having a discussion. I call it a discussion. It felt a little more like an argument um, because we were both making points, and in the end, when I contacted this person, because I'm like. Uh, I can't, we're not going to, we don't need to do this. On, I so regret this whole conversation. Yeah, Facebook. I reached out to this person and I, I said, listen, honestly, and this was uh, the border thing about people seeking asylum and families getting torn apart. And Oh, you have the answer? And I, I don't have the answer, but I... I don't trust the media and 
what they're selling. Okay. And so that, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a question, Zach? No, I said, okay. Is that a little passive aggressive? Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, actually, no. No agenda in Mm -hmm. that comment. So uh, so it seems it's at times a lot. Scott, when you smile and shake your head, make that auditorily. Whatever. Whatever. Don't criticize him. Go ahead. Anyway, there's a lot that comes out in the media, especially during the past election. And and they would have us believe, for instance, every media outlet except for Fox was saying our next president is going to be a woman, yippee, Hillary Clinton. Woohoo. And then when it even got to the day of the election, um my sources because I'd given to the Trump campaign were very unemotional and it was uh, we kept getting emails as the weeks led up to it that at the time you said was a mistake hold on and well no I meant to give 35 and I ended up getting 250 um, <laughs> it was the multiplier that was a mistake yeah <laughs> and so I end up getting um, you know these emails hey it looks like we're in there we are gonna put Donald Trump into the presidency Satan and Man, you're really throwing me off. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> and and but the media all all the while is saying Hillary Clinton, she's the next president. And then the day came and Trump won and all of those media outlets just became crying sob stories. I'm like, these <laughs> people are not news people. That was people. the greatest the greatest thing I've <laughs> ever seen was and them all just They were crying. Imploding. <laughs> I mean, I did I, not feel bad for them one bit right, to see them this all is, cry. <laughs> but, when was this? Hold on. Okay. But this is, so this is election night, you know, and, but, so fast forward, Washington Post is, you know, one of the articles that this person is using as a, a source. <laughs> I'm like, Washington Post is a bunch of high school kids <laughs> who their their prom queen lost and they cried about it. And that's, you, that's not that's not giving the news. That's having a very large bias to where life hangs in the balance. And now I don't trust anything that that news outlet puts out because they're not doing the news. They're saying whatever they possibly can say to spin anything in their way. And so I, I that was my argument with this person. They were arguing that children um, and families are being sep- their children are being separated from families, and I'm like, if that's the case, that's horrible. And I, I'm I'm all in in helping people who are defenseless and can't fight for themselves. But at the same time, the source that's spewing this out, I trust zero percent. So I do have a question now. Do so it sounds like you, the Washington Post, being high schoolers, it's um, now I recognize you are prone to hyperbole, just like your daddy in chief. <laughs> You're you like Trump, so I do. Who called him daddy? Milo. Milo. Would you call him daddy? Donald Trump. Yeah, I'd call him Can't our lie. president. Do you know? Okay, okay, yeah. Well, quick question. You mentioned them, high schoolers. 
it's I don't know. It feels because they reacted emotionally. Harsh. Well, you say they. My point is, I guess my question is, because some articles were written, therefore it's like it's a unified. All the Washington Post is a unified front of high schoolers that are crying about their prom queen losing. Okay, we've talked in the past about how you they would be you know CNBC and probably the Post and everybody the whole conglomerate of this news faction would be given talking points. We've talked about this before and it can be on both sides. Um, like, yeah. And so the Washington post is equal to, you know, whoever owns them. And then all of the subsidiaries that that company owns, which is probably, so they're, they're not multi-voiced when it comes. No, not at all. You won't. It's like all that way. And then I guess it's true that I haven't really seen a critical article on Trump from Fox News. I don't read Fox News that often, but I see headlines. I see headlines thanks to Google News. Either way, the Washington Post does have a bias against Trump. So I... I would say in general, general media does, for sure. I think that's Jeff's point. And generally, actually, that's a good Trumpism because that's what Trump does. He's got a point. He'll say something that people freak out about the dramaticism of it. And meanwhile, his point, if you can look past the emotional outburst or look past the emotional reaction from the other side, generally his point is loosely based on the truth. It's like the dramatic uh, dramaticude of whatever comment is. You can like pick apart and say, well, that actually didn't happen exactly like that. But if you go to the general point, you can kind of see where he's coming from. If you're a student of him. But I don't know. I did, For sure there's bias, but is this where we want this episode to go? No. Question mark? But it's something that since we haven't met the last few weeks that I've had discussions, I've found discussions out there. It is cool to see you back on Facebook because you kind of were out of it for a while yeah and i'm still not in it which is why i dropped out and (laughs) went and just contacted the person myself and it's interesting we went back and forth and in the end she said well if you don't believe the media is telling the truth then you know our discussion's over there's really nothing to say because if that's not valid to you then then you don't believe this is happening and be like i'm it's not that i don't care it's that i just don't trust and and that and and that's you know if you turn on any news station i'm like this isn't the news anymore the only time it's the news is like kilauea is erupted it's like here are here's pictures of kilauea and i feel and like that's erupted. not even on there that like no. that's like <laughs> apocalyptic well and there's another one in uh, another country venezuela uh, that's just was it is that yeah, racist where is it i don't know why i said venezuela no i, I don't could, know why i would I, say I, racist <laughs> I'm not racist. Yeah, Am I protesting too much? Is, uh, <laughs> there's another one erupting. Yeah. Anyways. Right, but it's the, it's the thing that that's news. This is what's happening. Here's what it looks like. It's the actual truth. And here it is on a road, and there are people standing right next to it. I mean, I've, we've seen pictures of that in the media. However, when stuff like this happens, I'm like, how hard would it be to find a picture uh, or to track down one of these well, people they, or families? Well, one of the pictures that... One of the media outlets posted, I don't know which one, but they posted a picture of kids in, in cages. They posted a picture in ca- of kids, a couple of kids in a cage, 
and said this is uh, uh, the Trump administration is uh, t- taking separating kids from their parents. Oh yeah, but picture. it ended up being a picture from Obama's administration. 2014. It's right, like, right. I, but that's that's what you're. Yeah. That's your point, Jeff. Is <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of malfeasance going on. I hate how that media. I and I hate that aspect of it. I hate, um, let's just say, for the sake of argument, Trump's a bad guy that can't be trusted. Let's like look at it from their sure. side, right? Well, I agree. So, which is interesting. This is such a nuanced conversation because you listen. If if you jump to conclusions after hearing a couple comments, you make blanket assumptions about Scooter. Uh, I just okay. Side note. That. Oh, I have a caveat soundbite, but it's not loaded. It's when you sounded like George W. Bush and you said caveats. <laughs> and it's not a good one, but it's great because I'm going to caveat right now. Scott can't laugh because he has bullet holes in his stomach from gallbladder surgery. <laughs> yeah, right. don't make me laugh. So he has mouthed those words multiple times. Don't make me laugh. So I just want the listeners to notice when Jeff says something really funny or even Scott says something funny he wants to laugh about, or God forbid I make Scott laugh, no, it's not gonna you won't I'm hear it. About that. He's in pain. <laughs> He'll have busted a... Do you have stitches? Yeah. He'll have busted some stitches. Bleed out on the floor. <laughs> you know what I've heard on the streets? Snitches get stitches. Okay. Isn't that right? Okay. From the mean streets of the nine two six nine two, look it up. I, I find it interesting that you want to walk away from this conversation. No, actually, I want to add to it a little bit because it it is interesting. I do, I did want to walk away, but it is interesting. You don't trust the media. I don't blame you. It's very what I was going to before we talked about Scott's bullet holes was that the. <laughs> um, what was I going to? Anyway, this is good pod. Let me cut in and, and say on the uh, what's happened at the borders. Um, the actual Trump administration had a package deal for the Democrats, but they just didn't want to bite because it gave uh, they gave a, a whole lot away, and the Republicans are saying, "Well, you had your shot." <laughs> We would have given you, we literally, we would have given you your dreamers maybe, but there would have been some, you know, some stuff in there that they would have had to have followed and there would have been a timeline of things and, and there was some stuff with this, the border, um, now these, you know, I think it's Jeff Sessions and his statement that has been just taken and it's exponential times a thousand. Well, I, I would agree that. Anytime I hear him speak, it's hard for me not to go like full like this guy's <laughs> stupid. Anyway, they it's just the it's just the idea that they they were actually in the works a while back for this to all be kosher for the Democrats, and of course the Republicans threw the kitchen sink in at the last second, and they're like, wait, 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 I thought we were gonna do this, and Donald Trump's like, and they did a. Uh, NPR thing on this and they're like um, yeah we are doing it for you but you're going to do it all for us and then some if you really want it and so they're which they're folks just, that's how the government off. grows that's you got a bill just shove a bunch of shit in the back end <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're outside the door anyways I think I remembered stuff. the Washington Post 
or, or media outlets that have a bent and like Scott agreed, like, or let's just say, oh yeah, I was saying this. Let's just say Trump can't be trusted. He's dangerous overall. When the media does something and then Trump followers can point to things like that picture was from the Obama administration or that actually happened a while ago or, or they reveal there's like more context to it. And it just shows that reporters or whoever's behind that story isn't really acting like a reporter and just digging as much as they can and presenting it. It's just lazy is what it is. Um, and, and this happens on all sides, depending on the issue. But Trump uh, Trump is such a firebrand and so polarizing that it's happening a ton now with him. That's like all the focus. It just discredits things. It's like the NAACP head in, I can't remember where, that said they got stopped by a traffic cop. By a cop. They got pulled over for <laughs> yeah. a blinker. Yeah. And they said all these things that he did. And the, the police were like, all right. Here's the tape. And it did not go how he said it at all. He was lying about the whole thing. It just, it diminishes the cause of looking for justice and trying to eliminate actual racism, which we can probably all agree none of us want actual racism to be propagated. And yeah, and I think... I hate that. And, what, and I don't want to try to get into their mind, but... Um, but I will now. Yeah, but I, I'll, I, will, I will pause it. I will pause it this... They they might be they might justify their lying because the ends the justify ends the means justify right. the means. But then and if it gets exposed, credibility it, is lost. It, yeah. Anybody that's kind of on the fence, like you got somebody that is mostly right, mostly doesn't see systemic racism for what a lot of the social justice people do. They they feel like racism ended. You know, I'm not racist. I, and they're kind of on the fence, but they're open to listening. When you get somebody doing that, they just see that evidence and they, they're just like, well, they're just lying to us. Yeah. Why, why should I believe you're the... It's like the boy who cried, cried wolf. Yeah. Um, right. And I, I just hate that. And then people that are that lean left or are progressive that, that are all about that don't want to call out that bullshit because then they feel like they're giving ammunition to the other side, which is not healthy. It's like, we got to call out bullshit when it, wherever it exists and it exists everywhere. No party or color meaning red or blue. Nobody's immune to, to horse shittery or bullshit. And yeah, uh, well, it needs to be called out. The legitimacy of, of being a news reporter is out the window. And I remember there was a movie, I think it was called broadcast news. And there was this whole like thing, like we have to have him. He's got to give the quote. He, we can't just run with this and not have a source. We can't just say it because we think it, or we know it, but we, we need someone because um, we're newscasters. And if we are news reporters and we don't, if we print something or say something, in this day, um, and we don't have the source to back it up, then we've just, our credibility is out the window. But today, news reporting is not news reporting. It's entertainment. And so it's like you go with one thing, and you're like, I'm not exactly sure, but this, I think this will be fun. It's almost like National Enquirer, and then you base an entire story and false facts on the original story, and then everybody runs with it, and then it's just chaos. Right. And it's when you have... 
that picture of the kids inside the like the fencing and stuff and i'm like it i'm so i'm like okay they're i want to make sure that this is legitimate so i do a little leg work of course it's not even underneath it says like 2014 i'm like why are they well, using that was a that picture as a leverage right but, but a lot of the info everybody w- ran with it but that will they were connecting and that's it. why it's dangerous to misrepresent like use a picture an image like that that right, because it could be true. This stuff could be true. The but The content used, of the article, right. and then once that picture comes out... Everything's pe- a lie. People like Jeff are going to say everything's a lie. Well, on both sides. Oh, even for sure, for sure. It's, on both sides, because it's, I... Uh, it's, another, it's another reason to doubt right. the, the media, I mean, at least. I mean, so to try and take this all the way back, my conversation with this person is... I, I, I told this person, you're the defender of the week. And she took that as a compliment. I and uh, and it was true though. You you want to defend I would too. the weak and helpless, and I think that's great. Um, and I do as well. And but I you know I had this <laughs> this problem with where the information was coming from. But I th- but I think that goes back to the other point too. Is as Christians especially, we need to not we're we're not pragmatists. We are we we stand on the truth. So yeah, she's compassionate. She has empathy. She wants to help the weak, but but doing that based upon false information is is uh, not the uh, not the way that we should we should act in the world. But again, she's not doing it on false information. Like this is a complicated thing where the Washington Post is not making stuff up. None of these news outlets are creating things out of whole cloth. So but this is where we differ. They. What they're going to do is there's generally, behind the story, there are generally facts. The story is presented in such a way where it's going to have an agenda or or um, push into something that Mislead. they want to per- push into. Right. Maybe How I mean, do we play this? They're from your, from your perspective, is it's mislead, and maybe the person wants to mislead. I, I want to be slow on the trigger to say this reporter, I would need examples and proof that the, the intention behind it was to mislead. That, that's like judging the heart, which is like an, impossible to do. However, you can disagree with actual facts. It's what Fox does. Fox is never going to present something that's critical of Trump. Never. And, But they're not going to just make shit up. You can just present stuff in a way that it, it's all it's one-sided. Your, it's your perspective. It's that perspective, perspective they're going towards. And same with all the other outlets. There's generally, like Dan Koch from Depolarized, former guest, episode... 57. Uh, uh, he, his thing is like, all the outlets are going to give you... They're basing their stories off of certain facts. You know, whether it's fleshed out with all facts and whether those are pre- 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 presented objectively... Probably not, because everybody's got a slant. You know, Zach, you can, I don't, I don't want to hear what Coke thinks. I want to hear what you think. Okay, yeah. but okay, Zach, you I can, agree you're always with telling that. Scott. Hey, Scott, I want to, let's hear what you think. I you agree could with say Coke. that about. You, could, you, you might be able to apply that to uh, any Everything. leader in history. Yeah, and like even like maybe Stalin and Hitler, they they just kind of. I mean, they they based it on something. You know, there was some there was some underlying truth there. So, I, whether whether or not you can say that they're one hundred percent misleading, I don't know. But posting a picture 
from uh, a, a few years ago, and then and and then having it in an article about about where you're criticizing Trump, I, I it's hard to say that that's not misleading. It, to me, no, the picture is misleading. The intent behind the picture is what I'm I saying. I'd say it's hard. It would hard. It's hard for me to to. Uh, to see how you would post a picture, but regardless, about this proves about Trump. This proves we're distracted about the picture. The content in the story is just gone. We're not talking I, about. Yeah, the but picture, the a story. picture tells a thousand words. <laughs> yeah. So when they show that, they picture, see the it's picture like, and it's associated no, with Trump. That's the negative. Which is why there. it's so dangerous to do stuff like that because you're, and that's why we're 40, criticizing it. And I'm agreeing. I'm not disagreeing. The picture is is stupid. It's that part of it is stupid, but I'm talking about the story itself. When people present stories, there's always kernels of truth in there. Otherwise, it wouldn't be believable to anybody. So, how does your voice sound, Jeff? <laughs> I'm serious. How does your voice sound in those headphones you're using? Sounds great. Yours sound terrible. Well, you're not wearing mine. It was yours, you said, Zach. I you said, and "How I? does your voice sound?" Oh, just how does your voice sound in, in your headphones? These beautiful. I will say so. They're Sue, Sue, Sue to you. We we Ooh. were sent full disclosure. We were sent, and there will be something in the pre-roll, but we were sent headphones from Studio, S U D I O. Is that why my? Was that why my voice sounds so magnificent? Well, Everybody, studio. You are not required to say that either. He said we, we could do this however we want, but I'm it's doing a it the way I want. <laughs> Your voice does sound impeccable. Studio to you. <laughs> but they they sent they said hey check out these headphones and mention us and we'll give you a promo code for your listeners. It's kind of a trial deal. So they did send us these headphones. Jeff says they sound great. They're super comfortable. That's the first thing I noticed. They're, and they're, what they're, what Studio's trying to do I is feel. they want to bridge the gap between stylish and sound quality. So that's what they are. That's what they're after. And they're, they're after the American market. So there'll be a link in the show notes. And if you use the promo code BROS, it will get you 15% off your headphone purchase from studio they sent us the regent the regent headphones yes which are bluetooth over the ear or no they're Mm. on ear headphones the bluetooth i've not tested the length of the battery they claim 24 hours of battery life Um, you can also plug in the cable that comes with it to make them regular wired earphones that's cool not many do that right you can get studio headphones at www.sudio.com S-U-D-I-O Studio.com Promo code BROS Anyways, it's not an official sponsor Just kind of a, a trial thing Hey, check these out Let your listeners know about them So check them out And if you buy headphones Promo code BROS I will say, we did We can go back to that, it's fine We did talk about But our last episode We talked about money And how it's spent Oh my gosh! The budget for Lakewood Church Joel Osteen came out only, and, only, and uh, only. How much is that? I, I should have made you guys guess. That was a mistake. You see the headline now. That was a huge mistake. ninety million is the the annual budget, and I don't want to shit on the, that money, but it was just to point out how. I'll let the listeners do that. 
or you guys can. But the remaining 1.2 million after there's it's the article I'll post it in the links. It's from Christian Post, which I hate. I hate the Christian Post. You're the worst. Uh, the re- the remaining 1.2 million was spent on mission and outreach. So they list the different things the money goes to, and the budget was 90 million. 1.2 million for missions and outreach. What's that like? More than 12 percent, 13. Wait, a little did bit. Did you more? say one? How much? One, one million. 1.2 million. Out of how much? Out of 90. That's like two. Twelve. Two percent. No. Who's the teacher? Oh yeah, you're right. It's. I know like, I'm right. It's like it's uh, under two percent. Two percent. Yeah. It's probably about one point five. One point. Yeah, well, you're 1. right. 5. Yeah, I was. Wait, it should I, have been like twelve million. I think we were on the same page. Scott there, and I. Yeah. Math, my yeah. maths. Yeah, about one so mission and outreach. So two percent. But what we were talking about before, and we don't need to get into this that much. But the point is, like, they're a huge church. One point two million can do a lot of good, mm-hmm. right? Just as a strict dollar figure. Um, a small church like ours or Scott's, they're not going to have one point two million. Like, that's a lot of money that is awesome to be able to use for good. We might have one point two thousand. That's good. I'll take that. That's like 120 bucks based on our previous math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so the budget's huge, small percentage of missions and outreach. And we were talking about the Red Cross and how huge budget. They probably spend a ton on staff that's maybe questionable. They're not totally transparent with their money, but still because they're so big, there's so much, there is a lot going to the ground. Which makes it sticky and uh, difficult. And you can't, how do you quantify the people that are coming in the door or watching on TV or the internet and like how much their lives are changed and what those people actually do with their new information or if they do start to follow Christ, what do those people do? You can't really quantify that. That's why I don't want to totally bag on it. I'd want to look at other percentages, percentages from other churches, percentage of their, their total budget and how much goes to missions and outreach. Um, it, it might be comparable. I um, well, I think yeah. it's it's closer to ten percent. And in my head, I was it was ten percent yeah. in my head. Yeah. Ninety million, one point two million. <laughs> Obviously, that's ten percent. Yeah, I, I <laughs> the same thing. Leave it to the teacher, and I didn't even believe you either. Like you say, no, that's like. Uh, that's one. But they are. <laughs> they do need a. They need. They, they do need to pay for upkeep on the uh, football stadium or whatever they're in, baseball stadium. So yeah, well, that's outlaid. That's outlined in in that weekly programs maintenance. Wait, do they do concession stands? Man, can you imagine going to church and paying twelve dollars for a hot dog? Do you remember <laughs> that, Jeff? The concession stand stand thing we were going to do. A hot dog would be great. You could uh, sell Jesus juice, only it's not wine, grape juice, non alcoholic beer. At church, at yeah, at, at Lakewood, at Lakewood. Uh, you could have snacks, but. Convert the names. They're not. I can't wing it like this, but they're not peanuts. They're a name that's a pun off of peanuts that sounds spiritual. Okay, it's not licorice. It's Christrich. Stupid. Right. I know. I'm just trying. You hey, get we'll, what I'm we'll doing. We'll let you delete that one. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. You got to edit that out. Mm, I'll edit that out. I remember I used to sell pot in high school. That was the wrong. <laughs> I just hit a button. I was trying to hit that. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Scott's trying not to laugh. Uh, Scott just popped a stitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you think about the uh, ninety million dollar budget 
you can't equate it, right? I mean, you can't what happens exponentially within a church and those uh, going out into the world. I mean, you can't. There's there's absolutely no way to quantify well, any of it. This is this is ninety million. What does the money have from, to do with it? From tithes and donations, right? So they have a budget that is probably somewhere. I hope it's in line with upkeep of the ministry and not just going to mansions. I know because I know Wolstein sells books and he gets a lot of money from his books, which is not tithes. And according to the article, to, yeah, he does not take a salary from the church. Yeah. So I he and he actually says I n- most people can't pull that off, and I'm right. totally blessed. It's hard to it's hard to criticize it's hard to criticize that I would I would before I criticize it I would need to look at the budget where fine they tooth spend comb. their money. But, but I'm not we're gonna, not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna. We'll get our uh, research and development team on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's your kids? Um, get them. <laughs> That's our research. But if you That's have the largest, the largest. You hear that? I guarantee you. It's Christian Post, man. They have three videos going on at each page. I that's what I hate. I always right when I go to a, a web page, yep. I always I always mute it. That's why I hate the Christian Post. Yep. <laughs> I always mute the mute the browser. And if you notice, that was that was okay. This is a complaint. We're speaking of journalism. I'm glad you guys asked. They will reference an article from an, an actual respected in air quotes journalistic organization and they'll just put a couple little sentences around it like summarizing it and with with some links in there so if you wanted to do more digging you could but basically those ads are paying for people to use other people's work <laughs> and and just summarize it and so it, it it's just amusing to me i'm sure there's good people over there i'm sure that a couple of them are okay at journalism so many good people so many good <sighs> yeah, it's just unfortunate that that many people go to hear Joel Olstein every Sunday. That's what Joel Olstein was one of the first. Oh, you're people. going doctrinal. Joel Olstein was one of the first people in church I really knew about in the. I don't know. That wasn't the Pope, and this was <laughs> before. This is this is a long time ago, um, probably about twelve years ago, and. <laughs> There was that. There was a book, "The Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus," and then uh, I always saw this guy on television late at night. It was Joel Steen, and I'm like, I don't remember the name until you know a couple, maybe I don't know, a year or two after I'd see him. I'm like, man, he's got a big church, and he's so happy. And <laughs> every day's a Friday too. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, I kind of, I'm a, you know, I was. I really a coach by trade growing up and motivating people was my thing. And so I was like, I, I kind of connected with Osteen. Did you get something out of it? It's just fun to see other people that can get others going. Right. And, but did I get something I think out of what it? What you're trying to say to Scott is that y- your disagreement with him theologically and you wish nobody would ever listen to him is noted. However, you got something out of it. Oh, I, I sorry. Uh, yes, there's something affirming about what Osteen talks this about. This was before you became a Christian. It is. Yeah. It was. Yeah, so, yeah actually, anybody could be motivated by Tony Rob. Tony Robbins was yeah. my guy. Big deal. Tony <laughs> Robbins, big hands, bad clapper. He was the. 
was with the his best. huge. He sounds like he's got his his tongue is enormous. <laughs> when, he, when he talks, <laughs> he's just, there's a lot in there. I think he does have that disease, megala something. Oh no, I gotta feel bad. Yeah, you keep you, yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know, but Sad. all no, I know is Tony no Robbins offense. is amazing. No offense, but and also he claps. You know, you, we talked about it a long time ago. But if you put your hands together and you try to flex your hands so that they bend backwards, your fingers bend backwards. That's how he slaps his hands. As opposed, to, you get a, a nice solid like air pocket. Boom! Yeah, Tony Robbins is like, come on, guys, let's clap together. You know, twenty minutes ago, Zach said, "Are we gonna go? Are we gonna go there yeah. on this? Is this what we're gonna talk about?" Let's Here talk we about are, twenty minutes later. Let's make fun of Tony Robbins. Yes. <laughs> All right. You have another article? <laughs> Anything else? Oh, and also that documentary. He can't sing, but he was taking music lessons. He was singing. He was doing vocal exercises with headphones in his ears. What's that documentary called? You remember? No, talking so he's just improving himself every day. Which I like. He's, he, he probably knows he sucks at singing. He probably knows he's not going to be great, but he knows he's bad at it, and he's going to work on it. Yeah, but the thing is... There's he, good he, lessons he, there. He, yeah, absolutely, because he, that's where his thing is, is sold. People who have nothing, and he's like, you can't make it. You don't think you were born for this? You can make it. I'm a horrible... So there he is. I'm a horrible singer, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to make this work. You may, may not be with me with my huge hands, but... So you like a really bad you met, Baptist, hey, like black bull, pastor. Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. Okay. As a black so. Baptist hey, pastor. It's a work in progress. I just want to be honest I and share I didn't realize Bullwinkle was a black Baptist pastor. That's awesome. Yeah. Poutine. I'm going to be hearing about that one this, whenever this comes out from a few folks. Um, Maybe Jeff, you'll hear about Jeff your Facebook bull, friend. Bullwinkle. A I, black Baptist no, pastor. Bullwinkle. He, Zach's impression was Bullwinkle doing an impression of a black Baptist <laughs> pastor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I deleted Facebook from my phone. I don't know if you guys care, but you never really posted anyway. Yeah, I'm done with it. That's fine. Get out. I will say I have been spending a lot less time on there, um, especially with I'm like in different groups, different. Uh, Theological groups, different uh, shapes and sizes of groups, and Scott Zach's really growing. I'm, I am limiting my content, even my personal feed. Just, I'm re- and Scott felt it. Jeff felt it. Like the the anger, or I should say, the impatience, the quickness to anger, was a thing. Like I was talking to oh, Lisa. Right. I'm like. Uh, like man, I'm just short. Jeff, Jeff, you called me out uh, after a podcast. You're an angry elf. Uh, I think I reacted on the podcast to Scott. You did, and I don't remember about what, which, which just goes to show it how been stupid about anything. this is. Like how pointless it is to get that fired up about anything, um, except for Jesus, because he saves. Amen. But, um, Jeff, after the podcast, you're like, "What was that about?" You. That was you were really quick on the draw or whatever you said to me, and I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, yeah. I went to the pizza place before softball where you guys were drinking your hearts out. Actually, Jeff was having iced tea. Probably, this was pre-surgery, so was Scott the, was probably yeah. stuffing wings and beer. I think it was the day before my surgery. It so might have been. I had to have the last. But I, I had to apologize because yeah. it's true. I, w- I was quick to anger. 
and not thinking clearly. And it's not just that moment, but it's other moments or mostly internally. I'm really good at internalizing. So if I'm really upset, Lisa knows me very well. So she'll be able to be like, all right, what's going on? But other than that, I'm good at just burying it deep down, not letting it come up. And then, but then it does come up in little ways where I'm glad you called me out on it, Jeff, because uh, it's not my normal mode of operation. I don't think, I think I'm relatively patient generally. That's my aim. I think you're ready to explode at any moment. Um, I'm not now. I feel good. Zachary. We'll see. Kilauea crater. <laughs> Up until recently, that yeah, that's true. A slow burn. Kill away is just a slow burn. Ooh, Krakatoa crater. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't have a drop, so I'll just do this. Separate the sheep from the goats. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on in your guys' life besides surgery? Oh, Scott? killer and anger. Killer Krakatoa crater. KKK. No, I will say actually. Keep going on that because I was talking about my life. Uh, let's talk about me some more. Yeah, do it. Um, just the coming clean. Uh, the, the social media. It it's difficult for me to separate other people's problems from my own. I oh, mean, that's right. Yep. And mm-hmm. I wear it, and then I uh, want to. I feel it a little bit. I feel it more than I want to, and I'm not good at uh, mediating that. And so I will um, react to other people's problems, and it hurts. I feel the pain, and this is a total humble brag on myself, but the problem is when I carry some of that impatience and anger and wait, and I don't even know where it's from because there's so many sources, Mm -hmm. there's so many sources of input, then it comes out at Scott when he and I disagree and I snap at him. Uh, it's not fair to him. It's not good for any conversation. It's not fair to anyone. So, um, yeah. So I apologize to Scott. I think he forgave me. Uh, it's, he doesn't forgive very easily, just like his Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Wrath to you, Zach. That, that reminds me of something that happened yesterday. And you talked about all the things that you, that you're wearing, like it's not yours, but the things that you're involved in conversations right. and hearing people. And, um, <laughs> you know, every once in a while when I've gone to the, uh, the men's boot camp, which is, uh, John Eldridge's ransom heart, there's the, uh, this prayer of, of, um, kind of praying all the, the stuff that people bring with them. They have a conversation with you and it's like, you're talking about, their crap can get stuck to you. You, you know, they're sharing something and it's, and it's just not good. And you kind of walk away with like a bad, for lack of a better word, icky feeling. I just, it just doesn't feel good. I've, and you might even, um, you might not even know the person, but, um, yesterday I had, um, young guy come up to me. Actually, we just kind of ran into each other uh, when church was over and he said, would you pray for me? And I did. And I realized when I went home that what I was praying for him, actually, when I got home, I felt this, this shortness. Like I didn't want to, like, I almost wanted to judge my wife. Like, why can't you, 
do this better? Why, why, why do you have to say this? And there was just moments that might not even been it, but there was these moments where I realized, Oh my gosh, what I was praying for, for this guy and his relationship with this, his, uh, his, his girlfriend, um, that it stuck to me and, um, being aware of that, which, you know, you can go through a day and not even realize it. Or Zach, like in that moment, I'm like, what is going on? And you kind of come to realize, okay, something is going on. I, I you know, maybe there's a tension or you, you're short with people or you just want to cut somebody off and, you know, get your word in. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just that Scott's point was completely wrong and off base. That happens all the time. I should be used to that. It was my reaction to that. So was, yeah, right. I, I'm not apologizing for Scott no. being wrong on whatever we were talking about, but <laughs> <laughs> but there's that idea being being aware that just because you can go through your day, hey, I believe in Christ. You know, every every uh, day is Friday, and life is good. Nope. <laughs> um, that that you you still encounter people. And you still encounter um, spiritual warfare that you don't even realize um, you're coming against. And it's just a very slow undercurrent that can catch you and and kind of flip you upside down and ruin things in the moment. So that's all I'm I'm saying. That's just connecting to what you were going through. And it like it just takes. I don't know how you felt at the moment when you said, hey, what's going on? but I don't know if that was uncomfortable to do at the time. Like maybe you're like, should I say something or not? Like for me saying that, like it could be interpreted as Jeff is coming at me, you know, depending on who you're doing that towards, they could misinterpret it. Like you're being attacked. Whereas I just took it as like, it was almost like you shined a light on something. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, there's something there. What's up with that? And then I get to reflect on, why I was so short, you know, take note of it. You know, it hurts, but humble, humble myself and like go to Scott hat in hand with a, a single rose. It wasn't red though. It was, it was peach. No, yeah. More of a peachy rose. rose. <laughs> but which is, you know, it's, it's not always comfortable to say, Hey, I was wrong. Not in the argument. I was right in the argument, whatever that was. I don't even remember what it was, but I was right. But it it was wrong for sure. Um, the handling, and I'm glad you said it again. But was that weird for you to say that, or no? You just no. like like yeah, I need to say something. No, it's not. It's not weird because we have these with the bros. I listen to you guys go back and forth all the time. Yeah, and when when it's Shut not up, the, Scott. when it's not the normal back and forth when it's I know how Scott when is. When Zach's the bad guy for once, <laughs> Shut I know up, how Scott. I know how you are, Scott. When you're when you're arguing a point, you ha- there's a typical way that you argue and how you in your tone, and then Zach is always kind of like, "Okay, but can't you?" And there'll be questions. He, he just there was a very distinct switch that changed the argument into a very sharp um, battle, and um, like. That that's different. It'd be the same as if my I went home, my wife used a different tone. I'd be like, "What? What's wrong?" Like I don't, I sense, I can feel that. So, and it's not uncomfortable. It's normal. 
And when you when something's not in line with what you're used to, you're, even if it's a good thing, you're like, wow, what's going on? And be like, oh, I got a raise or whatever. But this was like, what's going on? It's like, I don't. Good point. I, I don't know. Let me reflect on it. <laughs> so it's it's not. It wasn't difficult. Well, it's probably just one. It just comes natural to you. You're just super good at it. Yeah, but we're just we're friends, so yeah, we are. Oh my gosh. But on the social media note, um, I do. I, I, one of the things that's pulling back from it is helping because I, I'm very frustrated. I like that so much more so now than ever. I feel like people care. I like that aspect of it. How it actually comes out is something that is, you know, a mixed bag because when you're doing texts back and forth on Facebook, you know, it's it's hard not to interpret everything that comes through as as agitated at the least. You know what I mean? If somebody just mm-hmm. states a fact dryly that's counter to your fact, you are generally going to see that as they are coming at me. And then the defenses go up. Right. That that amygdala gets activated and you just... Then there's the war. And so it's an art form to write in a way that is sensitive and caring while getting your point across and it's to to do that and not be misinterpreted uh is difficult and i think most people don't even think about that and so what you see is a is just a flame war people disagreeing and butting heads and nobody's no, generally i would say uh, i'm going to make a conservative estimate at 99.5% people maintain their position after they come in contact with a counter position on right. facebook or other social media. It's just not an effective means of communicating ideas. Especially because, like we said with the media, there's you can point to holes in a story, even if some of the truths are true. Even if the worst ones are true, if if, if you don't like the source, you're just going to discount it, sometimes for good reason. And then what have, what have we learned, or what, what have we gained? Not much. Also a lot, and I'm now inventing, also there's a lot of, depending on who you're with or, you know, what, what the post is about, there's a lot of, like, here is a sacrificial lamb. I'm going to put this up. We can all scapegoat against. And then there'll be, be people defending it. And then a lot of people being like, can you believe that, that article about that guy that did that thing? Or can you, and, and then everybody starts throwing stones which is not productive. It's like, don't, I don't know. I guess I'm trying, I want to find ways to post things that are, that further the cause of good and that are encouraging. Uh, it's tough to find that stuff. I'm sure it's out there, but moving forward, I want to try to do that as opposed to check out this idiot that did this thing and let's all pile on and realize how much better we are than him. Even if it's true, it's not productive. It's not productive to like, scapegoat somebody and sacrifice them so we all feel better about our own situations. It's just, it's just not, it's not good. Consider knocking it off. Even, even when it comes to criticizing people in the church, what they do? It depends on the tone. Like, there's a place for criticism, right? If there's a wrong... That, that's the question I'm throwing out at you. <laughs> I can't find that. Double exclamation. <laughs> 
nation. Because I, from what I, so I appreciate, I appreciate what you just said, and I don't want to discount that. Do you agree with any of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the, the posts that I did see you make were mostly criticizing. People in the church, um, and I'm all for criticizing anybody. If you if you think it's wrong, criticize it. Sure. Um, and to that, I say guilty as charged. Like, yeah, there's the heart behind it, and the heart behind all these people that I'm talking about that are posting these things. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's it's not. Sometimes it can be productive. Sometimes it's not. Most of the times when I posted things it was just like dropping and dropping it's basically just yeah drop a bomb let people react i'm not sure how productive that is is what i'm saying but and that's my and, question and yeah. so this is a kind of a form of repentance from that and that i want there are situations and circumstances or stories that need to get out there and shared social media is a great way to do that and have it explode in the best possible way people can find out information they never would have found out five or ten years ago that's all a good thing but it's so hard to do that in a way that's not inflammatory so i don't know exactly what the answer is to is to that but it's when you post something you can put your comments in there and it's even then it still just triggers people that we've been trained to take one side or the other and that's it and that's you recognize where your team is supposed to be politically or spiritually and you go that way, and you're going to fight against whatever the other people say, even if they have a good point. It's such a fast-moving track, though, compared to, you know, before pre-internet, pre-Facebook, is, and with a thousand cable channels, where someone would have a talking point, and then it would be like a month-long or two-month-long discussion, because... 10 million people were not involved in the discussion and of those 10 million, like 1% of them even know what the heck they're talking about. And then 1% of that 1% actually have some understanding and facts. And today you've got 10 million people, a part of the conversation, a part of the media, media blitz and the Facebook and it's overwhelming. And it's like the person who just won't, stop talking and yelling and being emotional. You don't get to be a part of it unless you'll get emotional and yell and scream back at them. You can put your factual point in, but nobody cares because it's, it doesn't, I mean, to try and make sense is. Well, cause the point just like Zach is saying, the point is going to disagree with their conclusion already. Right. And the chance of them changing their mind is slim. So intellectual yeah. academic conversations are, next to impossible online or with the op with the opposing you know party whatever it might be and you know going back to church i find it the most difficult to disagree with people who are in the church I, what what are you talking about mm-hmm. the, god told scott to say that yeah i I feel like there's a heightened sensitivity um, to people in the church and to be a part of the church to disagree or question. 
maybe just a question, I almost feel like I'd be hurting somebody's feelings. And so I just let it go. And, and I may be wrong, but just the thought that realizing, man, people are hurting and people want certain things and they want things to go in a certain direction. Um, or they need some financial assistance or whatever it might be. And I'm just like, just let it all go. Like God's just going to take care of all this anyway. So, um, you know, for me to question someone in the, in the church, uh, I'm not going to do that because it's not against, it's not against, um, God's will. They might not be in line with things, but it's not something that's sinful it's not like I'm talking. I'm not talking about. It's a non-essential. It is, and so to question is like, what's the point? So, you know, there is, there's. I Means just pick. You're talking about picking your spots, right? And it often, doesn't seem like there's any spots to pick. Well, I could say there's. There are probably things we could come up with, but a lot of times, every time I've wanted to send a letter or a, an e- a letter, <laughs> who does that anymore? <laughs> I had my stamp ready. Uh, it was a quill. I had a quill. <laughs> the paper is fantastic. It's got the edges that kind of look like they're rough. Continue. They're, they're expensive. It's animal skin. Animal papyrus. skin. Papyrus. Oh, boy. Wait, no. Papyrus was... Papyrus. Go. Pa- go. Pa- pa- paprika. Continue. paprika. I'm going to lose my train of thought. Anyway. Go. I know I lost mine. No, but how, every time I've crafted something like, oh, man, they were so wrong. I'll sit on it for a day or two, mm-hmm. and I'll come back to it and be like... <laughs> I still think they're wrong, but it's, it really is not. When your emotions are triggered like that, it feels like it's very important that they know this and they know where you stand. And 95% of the time, it's like, it's not that important. If I see them and, and it comes up, we can talk about it. Awesome. And I'll, be, I'll have a cooler head and I won't freak out about it. But usually it's not a big deal. Uh, I kind of equate it to yesterday. I went with uh, one of my kids to the store we left our bikes we rode our bikes left them outside the store and i thought which i now think about this all the time i did call child if, protective services if, on you but you left before they came if i sh- if we go back outside and our bikes are gone um that's okay because somebody needed those bikes a lot more than i did so that's kind of how i think of you know if someone needs something or they Going in a direction that I kind of question, I'm like, you know what? Oh my gosh, they must need it more than than we all do. So, go ahead. Gotta work this all out. Gotta get us another pair of bikes. Which leads us to our next topic. How Wait, you're God... riding my bike? You're riding right. my bike it's to the bike. store. <laughs> See, God did work it out for me. <laughs> Potentiality to get juicy. Scott, I passed your bike on to some homeless person in our neighborhood. No, it they were still there, so we were good. And they sold it for a pack of cigarettes and a twenty four ounce can of Bud Light. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep, homeless people, they only want to be drunk alcoholics. Passed out in the bushes. Not in my backyard, right? All right. Nimby? For you, Scott? Yeah, exactly. Look at that disappointment on Zach's face. Uh, I'm just thinking, I'm pointing things out without a lot of like, what's the answer? And it's tough because I 
don't know. The answer? Share, sharing, what's the answer to some of the problems we brought up? Like, how do you engage better on social media? Is it possible? I'm not sure it is. Everybody's so dialed up to 11 right now. Everybody would feel could, a whole lot better if they do, shut uh, off their internet. <laughs> they would. They'd they would, 100%. Panic at first, but then they'd be... We need to, would go down. Yeah, we, it would be interesting to... like. Let's do it. Let's create the day that the internet shuts off. Because really, yeah, most, Park most Like things, Father's Day. We'll just create a holiday. Well, well, how am I going to know like what's going on in the world? And then, But once you pull back a little bit... And you just focus on your community. Like, I have children. Oh my enough, gosh! There's a park here. Ambassadors of the kingdom scattered throughout the the universe that were could unplug and just focus on what they could actually tangibly impact. So much of this stuff is stuff yep. that you can't do anything about. We wouldn't even know about Africa. But at the same, yeah, I agree, Zach. But at the same time. I'm not. I'm gonna we'd caveat. Be, we'd be helping. We'd be helping the neighborhood right down ca- the street. Who cares ca- about the uh, genocide in Rwanda? Yeah, this What's is Rwanda? this is the counter to that. Scott, I love you. <laughs> Jeff, can you say caveats? Are as the Vikings going to pick us up and take us across the ocean to find out this Rwanda? <laughs> say caveats. Uh, caveats. No, as George W. Bush. You can do it. You, it was so good. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> shit on that. One more time. Sorry, you only got one. Uh, That's better. Hey, Your salt and pepper beard and your dimples, <laughs> your haircut. Yeah, not to not so to poo poo on your point, Zach. I no, get, I th- get what you're saying. That's where I was going. I'll though. go get some toilet paper. Uh, wow, Scott, that feels like growth. And no, but stop growing. Stop it. No, we're growing right now. You're mm. talking to me yes. or to you? You're growing. Okay. It seemed like he was having an Wait. inner monologue. Yeah. <laughs> Outwardly. <laughs> <coughs> There's justice. <laughs> but yes, unplugging will is good. I think it's learning the balance. We're, we have had an explosion of information that I don't think our brains are evolved to handle. And it, we are learning to dial that in. Emotions as well. To, to, to take on the emotional, uh, the emotions of, of many different peoples in the world. Is it Dunbar number? Dunbar's number? 150? It, I think it's Dunbar's number know. where it's like going back. They make a case that going back to tribes, it was around after around 150 people, the tribes would split. Oh, yeah, because you can't keep track of that many right. people. And so yeah, even now, it's, it's like, I mean, think about it. Everybody think about it right now. How many people you were close to that you kind of split off to because you have new groups of people. It's not because you don't care about them, but it's like all of a sudden you've got new people you're worried about. And so you don't worry about people beyond a certain number. It's so, like emotional physics. You can't in, in time, time. I just made that up. That might, be, like that might be a new thing. Trademark. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, y- yeah. You don't, you don't have enough time for that many people. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to hold that many people in your head at the same time. Uh, you can't afford. You can't afford to send all of them birthday presents. Right. Uh, most people can't, or Christmas presents. Uh, won't people try? And that's why they're in credit card debt. But um, <laughs> um, just keep going down. <laughs> uh, but but also the the, the the taking on taking 
being em- being empathetic for the emotion or for tragedy around the world man that is a burden that nobody should bear and Jesus and you can't. Does, Jesus doesn't even ask you to bear that burden yes if you're you're aware of something okay man sure but but to 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 take on that Man, no one's no one's strong enough for that. Yeah, which is which is why I really admire. There are a few people I know, and if you feel like it's you, it probably is. If you're listening, there are a few people I know that navigate these spaces that are engaged a lot, and it doesn't seem to affect them like it was affecting me. In my, it's like they've learned a way to have the empathy and the care and the concern. And the, the striving for justice and they want to work for reform. But at the same time, it somehow it's like dissipated or they don't they don't bring it home in the in the same way or it's they don't bear it as much as certain people do in a way that's more healthy. And I think that's what a lot of people are struggling to do and are mostly not doing, which is why it's so crazy on the social meds. Yeah. Social yeah. meds, people are shorting I, everything. I think um, presenting a, a, an article and then maybe maybe pointing out good points, both for and against it. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of time, but that's I mean that's so. So that'll oh, be a start. So real quick before we get, I don't know if you have anything else, but no. we, get, we got some feedback. Um, in a, in an example of an article having truth, but still manipulating so they're they're basing it off of truth this one was um there was it was about an apology that recently happened uh there was a comedian i'll i'll think of her later and i'll insert it uh, samantha b roseanne bar i think it was samantha b no it might have been she recently did and she apologized but it was this other person i'm thinking of she did the white house correspondence center i think that was her I don't think that's her name. Regardless, this person apologized, and it was the Washington Post. They they wrote an article about the apology, about how she apologized for offending people or saying a bad word. I think maybe it was Samantha B. She said cunt. Yeah, she um, called... Because uh, that's really important. News people she called covering Ivanka. how to she apologize to people. She called the word. Yeah. The point of the story was she apologized. The wording they used to describe it was she did the right thing and apologized. If you are a news organization, those are the words you want to look for. Like when they, she did the right thing. Like that's not, it's not a, a reporter's job to say what's right or wrong. It's, right. you just report yep. what happened. And that, those are the little triggers. Like the truth was in there. She apologized. That was the point of the story. But there was that little thing. And maybe you don't think that one's a big deal. It happens in every single story. And if you get your radar up and look for the words that kind of, are designed to steer your emotions one way or the other, you can sort of start to see the truth of an article, but also discount the slant they're going for. And they're all doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Trump, in another move to to, to keep out Muslims, <laughs> like, if it starts with that, it's like, oh, well, okay, what is it? Yeah, it may in fact be that most of the people that are going to be affected are Muslim. However, that that steers you away from like looking at what he's actually doing and and it, and it also steer you away from whether or not Obama 
did the same had thing. Had a ban, had a travel ban on those same countries, All which right. was lost in the story. You're welcome, Jeff. I stopped listening, but that sounded fantastic. Feedback, feedback. Now it's time to get some feedback. Hey, did you guys know that we're doing uh, children's feedback? No, we're well we're, before that we're doing um, children's training at our house. If anybody would come over and we could train your child, we have a, a video clip. Maybe you could describe it, Scott. Uh, All right. Plug it in. Is there is there audio that describes there's a, there's it? well there's audio. I would have to describe. Maybe you could describe what's going on. Um, I I don't know if I want to plug it in and show it to me, or give me the phone. Okay. So hold on, everybody. So there's a there's a house. There's a kid walking across, and there's a, there's a dad, and he has the kid on a leash, and he tells the kid to sit. Kid sits and he tells the kid to go. Similar to a dog, it appears. No treat. Are you are you, are you giving him the? Are you giving him the treats? Or are you doing the shot collar to train him? Well, we do have the shot collar at home. Uh, we try and hold off on that until the third try. Uh, but the the boy in, that was on the leash is really doing. Ex- do you remember his name? Uh, I think it's Khalib, and he's doing uh, just a. What's that, Scott? <laughs> anyway, I put my kid on a leash because we somebody gave us all these leashes and shot collars and and Caleb puts it on. He goes, Dad, walk me around like a dog. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm like, oh wait, 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 wait. Kaylee, grab the phone. We're going outside. We're gonna video this. And I'm I like, so I'm gonna put this on this Facebook. Everybody needs to know this is how you train children. This is the same kid who, barking at who him, uh, walked into the uh the dog cage and then closed the door behind him and just sat there as we all laughed at him. He did do that? Remember at Matt's house? It was probably a couple years ago. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. we got some... <laughs> you know, We'll put that in the show notes, maybe a little video clip. Feedback. Jeremiah, at DeathCab4LU on Twitter's solid episode of At Bros Bible's Beer with at Austin Channing. And he shared our... Episode with Austin Channing Brown. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, Mr. What Mr. was the De- Death Cab? Mr. Death. Thank you. Death Cab for LU. Next, our old friend uh, Jimmy Pacini. Oh, man. Haven't heard from Jimmy in a while, actually. Getting down. And he was commenting on the Austin Channing Brown um, episode. Hashtag Black Twitter is a community of African Americans who share experiences and common interests in an attempt to not be the hashtag annoying white guy. <laughs> Ahem, Scott. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. What's my prize? <laughs> Wait, Scott said it? I would give him a prize, whoever said what Black Twitter was. Oh, oh that's right. Oh. And congratulations. Your prize is whatever Scott wants to send you. I say we send him. Uh, no, those are mine. <laughs> Those are the podcasts. <laughs> they stay here with the podcast beer. Scott was presenting the headphones. Right. Scott, but Jimmy, if you go to Studio, Google Studio, <laughs> man, get, get a fifty percent. You know what I did learn is that Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees went to Fresno State, and so there wow. you go. Tidbit of information for you, Jimmy. There's your prize. Because um, I believe Thanks, Jimmy is from the Central Valley. Uh, my sister right, went nice. to Fresno State. Can you read that, Scott? Go for it. 
This is Nathan Miller West. At Namway Design. Namway. All right. At Bros Bibles Beer. Great interview with at Austin Channing. Almost as good as her interview with at Pastor's Podcast. Winky smiley face. Uh, but the last 10 minutes of the episode was quite the hashtag tinderbox. Hashtag careful, careful. Ha ha. Always thought provoking. Well, thank you, Nathan. Yeah, and it is uh, with Austin Channing's and also Jamie, the Very Worst Missionaries interview, there was our closeout segment. You guys both had some pushback that probably would have been good to bring up with the actual people, but I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, not during the interview. It was after It was the after thing. the interview um, when there were some things said that people were tinderboxy about, apparently. I did hear from a couple other people, too, that can't be on feedback. Well, you all know my email. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyone else? Can you read that? Mike at Bros Bottles Beer. At Hyperbolic Mike. Oh, sorry. I cannot read that. I'm so far away. At Bros Bottles Beer. That sequence with Scott after at Jamie the VWM shared the story of the PK kid. Preacher's kid. Yeah. Preacher's kid. Or kid. pastor's kid. Coming out. I mean, wow. I know he thinks he's upholding some righteous standard, but maybe a little tact considering the weight of the subject. I Yeah, I can appreciate that, Mike. Um, it's got to be said, though. Man, everyone needs to repent, but if we're going to affirm people in, in their sin, man, that's that's dangerous. That's, 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 that's dangerous all, all around. What um, you see as sin. So... Um, yeah, homosexuality is sin. Oh, yes, just being a homosexual. Um, well, now, it, so it depends like, on depends on what you mean. Uh, Homo, mean homosexual. Man, homos- why do we do this every time? I, at that's the very end that's of the that's you. I I was I could have already been done, but yes, homosexual. No, because oh. you're just gonna say something like that. And no, but that is you, up. Zach. But, you're 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 doing that. He he just is commenting on the. I'm commenting on someone commenting on my comments. We're just going to let him be, and Um, if he wants to get back to us, you guys both like it because you guys are on that side of the fence. Homosexual sex is sin. Well, I'm on the other side of the uh, room. Homosexual sex is sin. Sex outside of marriage is sin. So depending on what you mean by homosexuality, if you want to say if someone has uh, same-sex attraction, that's a different category. Okay, sure. Is same-sex attraction a sin? Um, It depends on what you do with it. So... So you might not no, be able just being a, is who you are attracted to Scott sinful. Um it it de- I no it it, no, depend, it depends no. No, hold on. Let it's me, the, let me he, answer. He's no, getting no, at are you that. taking action? Don't, don't do that. Don't don't We just talked about you reacting. Oh, now you're let getting me, mad at me. Let me answer. He's going to call you no, to repent. Let me let me just <laughs> we just um no, ha- having a thought is not sinful it's what you do with that if you indulge a thought that that could become sinful whether or not someone we can all agree with that whether or not someone has ideas popping in into their head is a sin that's there's that's that's debatable it's what you do with that if you indulge it that then it becomes sinful whether whether it's lusting after a woman if you're a guy or whether it's lusting lusting after a guy if you're a guy so don't don't but don't reduce it to that. You know what I'm talking about. Well, homosexuality, I, I do say that. homosexual sex. If I if I if it's not clear, 
to what I meant. It's Homosexual clear. sex is a sin. It's clear. And Jamie was saying that she was there, and that's she's not there anymore. Yes. Yes. It's a, that's well, a description noted. for humans. I'm stopping this because I think the computer is going to freak out. Bye. I so regret this whole conversation.